Oh my god, I almost had a perfect intro. Welcome in everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in to, let's see, today's episode will be episode 15 of Sundays with Sin. Um, first and foremost, it is insane to me that it's been 15 motherfucking weeks. That is crazy. I um, want to give a huge shout out to my support team, all my listeners, all my followers on Kick, all the followers on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. I did want to let you guys know we do officially have Sundays with Sin merch in the merch link. I did link that for you guys. And it is the quick little... Well, just going to show you guys I got my shirt in, and then here's the back of it. Let's see if we can turn real quick and get this. Can we do it? I'll post pictures later. Don't worry. Don't worry. Anyway, today I have with me none other than the Rogue Commander. He is the face and the operating system behind uh, the, well, they have a regular gaming channel, right? It's Rogue Commander for the gaming channel, and then Rogue Commander 3D for the 3D printing channel. Um, why don't you go ahead and tell us a bit about yourself to those who don't know who you are. Tell us who you are. Hey, everybody. Uh, my name is Rogue Commander. I'm a sci-fi and survival variety streamer on Kick. Also started on Twitch and also uh, a 3D printing channel, like she says, uh, Rogue Commander 3D. Um, one of the, I would say we were top three 3D print channels. Yeah, it's pretty accurate. Right, regularly. Yeah. <clears throat> I don't know, top five. I don't want to post too much, but top I five. I mean, you're you're one of two that I know of, so. Yeah. You're the only other one that I've seen besides, you know, our friends over at Mac Prince. <laughs> yeah. You're the, so. you're the only one I follow, I should say. <laughs> but go ahead, continue. How um, did you, um, how did you get started in 3D printing? So 3D printing uh, started just over a year ago. Um, mm -hmm. something I wanted to get into and one of my uh friends, he's my first manager that I had in my IT career, um, that I still talk to. I've been in my IT for twenty years. Um, he's in he's been into 3D printing and he offered to uh trade me one of his printers for a bunch of stuff I had left over from when I owned my own business. Um so he traded me that and I just got and started that and then um like all my hobbies, uh started started with one printer another printer and another printer and at one time i had eight printers um i shrunk down a little bit but now i'm almost came back up to that eight again but um i specialize my printers where um the main difference between me and mac prince is mac prince has um all his printers are the same printers meant for you know the same abilities across the board where right. I took a different approach. I have lost specialized printers. Um, although I do wish I had at least one or two of his printers because <laughs> I don't have those abilities that his printers has um, with multi-colors. So. Okay. So you said that... Pay for... Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Say, it's, either, it's either pay for his printers or I can't get my family here. <laughs> right. We're going to so, dive into that too because that's actually a really, yeah. really cute and cool story. Um, but as far as the printers go, so the current printers that you have, you can't do multiple colors. Is that what you're saying? Not, not natively. Um, so okay. he, he has a brand called Bambu Labs and they're, they've developed a system that allows them to use multi-filaments on that printer itself. So it's all proprietary. Um, I can do it if I do a couple, well, there's one solution that I can buy that's eight hundred dollars mm -hmm. um or i can build my own um kind of like a diy kit um, which i have i have actually two different versions of it i just haven't sat down to do it one of them's very um intricate on how it's put together mm -hmm. and the other one um i've been waiting for some updates to it so that way i can use it but um, I decided to use it on another printer. I just haven't gotten around to it. So I've been procrastinating. Um, okay. But neither of them. The one that I can go and do right now gives me about four colors that I can use. The one I'm about to, that I have to build and print all the pieces for, which I did, um, I can do six to eight, but they're all expandable. Um, the difference being with Max, um, he can 
do I think he has this up for eight to twelve, I think. Um, but he can go up to I think sixteen or twenty-four colors. I can't remember. Oh wow. Um, but it gets really costly because they're you know, they're like three hundred dollars a piece and those printers are at least thirteen hundred dollars a pop. Oh my so god. They're not they're not cheap. <laughs> wow. That's, um, yeah, that's that's a hefty that's like one of his printers is like the price of my PC we just got. So that's yeah, that's a lot. One of one of his printers is like a mortgage payment, and <clears throat> um, I have a. So his is called an X One Carbon. It's a really great printer. Um, I have a brand called Creality, which is based out of China, and mm-hmm. they are pretty much like the known starter brand for most three D print printers. Um, but they've been really stepping up the game and they came out with their answer to the bamboo which is uh the k1 series and okay. that's what i you'll frequently will see on my streams is my k1 max and i just got a k1 up and running um bought a pre pre-used one off auction and got it fixed up and um working great so i've been off air for a couple of weeks now because i've been trying to redo my whole sorry mike i have a cat that doesn't learn to stay off Thank you, Kat. <laughs> there goes all my screws that I just had set out here. It's eat, it's eat. fine. Chat's very familiar. I have four cats myself. Sometimes they're trying to eat my wall, my Christmas tree. I just put my Christmas tree is in shambles. Um, some of the branches are actually broken on the little Christmas tree down here because um, my kitten especially likes to attack it. So um, I have the cat tree back here. We used to have a redemption on Twitch to give the cats catnip. Um, so it's chat's very familiar with cats and we welcome them because this is their world. We just live in it. It's fine. (laughs) I stopped fighting with this one on game. My desk, he has his own bed up here, but I also have screws and stuff set up here because I was doing some work and, uh, see, he's back up on my desk again. Stay. Absolutely. Absolutely. Why even even at this part at this point, you know, it's. (laughs) <laughs> but he, he he became a um known thing on my streams uh i actually made mm-hmm. emo- so his name is gunner um or in, or because i'm real commander he's sergeant gunner but he's the stream sniping cat oh that's too funny because so, every time i would stream or you know he would know immediately and come running and jump up on my lap now he doesn't jump up on me but he just now he goes to the spot so. <laughs> So how did you get the name Rogue Commander? I've actually, so I'm, I'm going to date myself here. I'm 40 now. Okay. Just recently. And I've had that name since the third grade. Oh my now, goodness. Taking how old I am, I'm talking about Apple IIe era type computers that we had back then. My daughter just Free. turned nine. She's in the third grade. So we're talking, you know, 31 years ago. Got it. Yeah. So we had Apple IIe's in those, so Oregon Trail, I don't know how. I liked Star Wars. Everybody equates it to Star Wars, and it might be a combination of that, but um, I I don't know. It was a combination of that, and I remember, you know, I love archers and rogues. Like, not rogues like the dagger-type rogues, but rogues of, you know, the ranger type. Gotcha. And I never played, D- I never played D&D when I was a kid, so I became okay, an gotcha. adult. Okay, so gotcha, gotcha. That wasn't so much an issue, but... Yeah, it's just, I don't know, that that's just what I remember as the mindset behind it, and it's been with me ever since then. Right on. So, so at least 32 years, 30 years, yeah. Something like that, okay, okay. Yeah. What got you into content creation? Because we had, we've discussed previously, we've been following each other for a little while now, um, yeah. and we were just talking about that prior when we were setting up and stuff. What got you into content creating you've been doing this for about 10 years you said right or streaming in general almost 10 years um well i mean i've been a gamer for 30 years um before gamers were gamers uh when everybody else had a nintendo and a sega and um Mm -hmm. we're like what's a sega i bet no i know what a sega is i'm i'm almost 30 myself well, I was checking your chat to see if anybody was saying, what's a Sega? Oh, gotcha. We have a lot. I think there may be like two people ever that come in and chat that probably don't know what a Sega is. 
Maybe three oh. because she's not really a gamer, but she is roughly the same age as all of us. Like, she's the same as ages like me and the rest of my chat. So, I, at least we, we have like two, maybe. Like, <laughs> at least I'm gonna say like Commodore or Atari. So, I never, I was just gonna say or an Atari. <laughs> yeah. But all my friends had Nintendo and stuff like that. And I grew up, my dad was former Navy and he worked at Morrill and we had a computer. We had, I just grew up with computers. I mean, I had my own computer in the third grade, which is a big deal back then. Mm-hmm. Um, and I grew up learning DOS. And um, I remember watching my dad playing. There was an old game called Syndicate, which they remaked into a first-person shooter, which I ignore that that game ever exists. <laughs> <laughs> I remember him playing that. I remember playing the you know the computer games like Oregon Trail and stuff. Um, I remember being a kid having to play a Sesame Street spelling game and stuff like that. And then my computer had DOS, Windows 2, I want to say. Had a CD-ROM, which, you know, today you put a CD-ROM, you just put a CD in the, you know, in the slot. Yeah. Back then, you actually had a case that, like, kind of like what CD cases look like now, where you open the lid, you put the CD in there, and you actually put it in a cassette. And you inserted the whole thing in there. My grandpa's so, been big on uh, computers since since I started becoming a thing. My grandpa, he's had like the same old, old style. When I go over there for Christmas, I want to take a picture of it and send it to you. My grandpa has oh. like, I swear to you, one of the first original computers that were released to homes. And it is still sitting in his office. He still uses it. It still works uh, and it runs and gets the job done. It's insane. I'm really curious how it still works. Because nothing should be working on. Well, I mean, the computer itself may still work. But I don't know how anything on it would work. I don't but. either. But I'm telling you, I my grandpa has had this for. I'm. I'll be 29 in February. My grandpa has had this at least for 20 years. This computer. Well, God. Well, that that's not that bad because that's just Windows. That's Windows 2000. So well, yeah. N- I'm thinking older than that. So No, I should have clarified. Yeah. Sorry. I but like a tw- still a 20-year-old computer. Well, that's wild to me. Was, my computer like, is my computer is like 4 years old and we're looking at replacing yeah. it because it's slowing down and doesn't do the shit I need it to do. So we're, we 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 went ahead and started looking at parts today for the PC that we're getting. <laughs> well, I mean, I've had a computer that was I was like 6 to 8 years old, which was my ice actually my first i7, which was a first generation, I gave to my dad, and that's pretty old. And then my computer is a 10th generation, and my stream PC is my old 4th gen um, that I actually turned into the stream PC. So, like right now, I game on this one, and that one's doing my OBS stuff now. I used to do everything mm-hmm. on my, my PC, but everything's just getting way too demanding the graphics card so now i have it split out gotcha plus my okay. plus my six monitors <laughs> well yeah so we 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 rabbit trailed a little bit there i'm sorry we were talking about but we oh, no were worries. discussing about the start of you doing the content creation or the streaming of it yeah so were so, you on twitch when twitch first was a thing when twitch was a baby yeah so it was, like i said it was a natural evolution of being a gamer um and it was my fiance at the time ex-fiance um, it was something that I, that I got into and I was hoping that she might get into. Um, and I started using um, XSplits, which at that time was like the premier type um, program to use. We didn't have Streamlabs back then. In fact, Streamlabs was a, a chatbot program called Octbot at the time or okay. very early on. OBS didn't exist. So it was like very early in streaming history i mean it's been a, was around for a little while but um yeah i just i started there and i grew and then i was probably one of the first ones to get into the twitch affiliate program when they released that okay um, you know like the before koopa trooper group came around there was a group called team emini which was like one of the largest kind of like co- communities um to everybody you know all the bad habits that we kind of leer at now mm-hmm. you know 
we learned those bad habits back then. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's it's interesting. And I have to, because I, you know, I always had my career to fall back on. I've had to take some breaks in my life from mm-hmm. streaming. Um, and I don't like say like, oh, I need a mental health break. And I just, you know, I got stuff I got to focus on last year. I had to stop to take care of finances and stuff like that. And then just recently I kind of took a step back to focus on other things and focus on the printing side of my content creation. Yeah. Um, so you've been, you've been doing a bit of both. So you, you do game on the road commander game page, but then you have an entirely different page is what we're talking about today. Well, I mean, yep. we're talking about both technically, but the, the page that we're talking about today mainly as the, the 3d printing page. So you have a whole stream set up now, what exactly goes, is it just a 24-hour thing? Can you tell us a bit about what you showcase on there or how often you're live or what you like showing um, when you do click that like, go live button for the 3D page? So <clears throat> I try to be 24 hours, um, and hopefully once I get back on, I was hoping to be up back on this week or this weekend, but technical issues kind of prevented me, but... It's supposed to be 24 hours. Story of my life on um, my stream. They can, my chat can attest to that. Oh, I think, I think that's <laughs> not pretty much a curse for everybody. Uh, yep. <laughs> know it all too um, well over here in Sin City. <laughs> yep. And I try to, the idea was kind of like, same with Mac prints. And it's weird because I started my print channel early last year, but never really, I never got into the part of making it a full thing. I went live a few times, but. Um, mm-hmm. I didn't go full stream ahead until this fall with it. Um, so I kind of started it and had the concept before like Mac prints and some of the others, but, um, I just wasn't, I didn't have the setup for it. Um, I had a whole idea to get it into my garage and I had a whole print shop built out, had a server rack and everything for cameras. And by the time I was ready to do it, it was summertime and here in Arizona, you don't, do stuff like that in the summertime unless you have an air-conditioned garage and i don't have an air-conditioned <laughs> garage and definitely was not gonna run all that stuff when i'm now is, is that where your is that where yeah. your setup is is in your garage your 3d printing no now i have okay. it in my front room here okay um, so i have all my printers in my front room i have cameras on raspberry Pis, or at least i did today um can you explain to me what that means so Raspberry Pi is literally um, a, just a small microcomputer. Is the one I had see on my desk? I must have put it in there. It's literally just a small <laughs> microcomputer. I mean, it's pretty powerful computer. You can do quite a bit. A lot. Of, um, I, I can show you like about the size of one. Mm-hmm. Oh, maybe not. I have a Mac Mini. Is it similar to that? Oh no no no. The, no. This this computer is literally the size of a cell phone, or actually oh, smaller wow. than the size of a cell phone. Um, oh, okay. It's probably akin to the early like Intel i series, almost. Um, like, but it's pretty powerful. I mean, there you can use them to be media servers or um, be um, a lot of people use them to be uh, emulators for the old consoles. So like. I use them to control my printers because most of the computers, you, most of the printers have their own computer board. Um, but I use a Raspberry Pi to kind of replace the brains of it. So is the Pi is going to be much smarter and able okay. to do more things. Um, so literally the printer becomes dumb and the Pi tells it what to do and how to do it, but also gives me a web interface so I can sit out my computer and just shoot the, you know, kind of like you print documents. I can just send the file over and mm-hmm. get to start printing. Um, right. I'm kind of using it as a webcam server at the moment. And I have a different hardware that's similar to a Pi being the brains of my computers or of my printers right now. Um, gotcha. Okay. And mostly it's just my, it's mostly my dumber printers. My K1s, I don't have connected to that because they're actually pretty smart. Okay. I, so. I was, I was, um, it's actually familiar or not familiar, similar um, to how you were talking about um, using the Raspberry Pis as, as like, you know, you can use them as like servers. 
me and a friend of a uh, friend of mine actually run who is in the chat right now. We were talking about my Mac Mini when I get my PC. Um, he already has a Mac Mini to go ahead and run the server um, for like their company and stuff. And um, <laughs> excuse me. And uh, they were looking for another one. I said, "Hey, I'll give you mine." Like they—that's what they use the Mac Minis for—is running servers as well. So that's it's just it's so ironic to me that that is coming up in our conversation now. And the first time I heard of that happening was like three hours ago talking to my friend. <laughs> yeah, so a Mac Mini would be it's it's a small scale of the PC hardware, whereas mm -hmm. this would be an even like so we we have a term called small small form factor in the IT world. Um, that's kind of what the Mac Minis are, um, or a thin client. I have a a mini PC over here that I was going to use for that purpose as well. Mm -hmm. um, this would probably, I would call this maybe micro in, in size. Okay. Um, I mean, literally it's just a board. It has maybe 30, uh, eight gigs worth of memory on it. It has mm -hmm. four USB and ethernet and no display. Um, but a lot of people use them for like robotics. So like a lot of people um, do Arduino type stuff or, you know, kids that are into uh, Roblox. Their natural evolution is getting into robotics or, you know, like kind of those si old science kit type projects that require some programming and wiring and stuff. That's pretty much what a lot of that's used for as well. Um, now, does all your knowledge with this come from your, your 20 years in the IT field? Is that where you learn all this stuff? Or have you always had a knack for technology or the computer aspect um, as, as we started evolving as a society? Well, I mean, I was born in 83, so I grew up and don't call me millennial, please. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. I'm a zennial. Yeah. No, I won't um, say it, but you know. Yeah, I, I call myself a zennial. Millennials um, aren't bad. It's the ones after us that I'm really concerned for. Yeah. That's well, the ones yeah. that's the ones we're really, really concerned about. Those are the Tide Pod eaters. That's not us. <laughs> yeah. And that, that's kind of why I say don't call me millennial, but there's actually a yeah. sub thing. I know they're off topic, but a sub thing called Xennials. It's Gen X Millennials, and that's me. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But no, because I grew up in '83. You know, I just kind of grew up with the technology more than some of the later millennials. Um, I feel like they got more better toys. You know, but now I'm yeah. just like kids. Legos are ten times better than the ones we grew up with. Um, but like as a kid, oh, I yeah. loved Legos. I loved Erector sets um don't have the engineering neck but that's um, what negan got started was erector sets we've been trying they don't really sell them um but we do no. we found there's a very select few that you can find on like amazon but they take like weeks to ship out and uh, my mother-in-law and they're actually, all from china my mother-in-law found one uh for our oldest son our middle child for christmas actually because uh he he would excel in that he would excel yeah. with that. He would love it. He had a heyday. <laughs> oh, I, there was one. There was a toy set called Capsula. It was literally capsules that had either the gears in them and stuff like that. And then you put those together. I love that thing. Um, but you no, know, I, I, I just always had a knack for it. And mm -hmm. um, it's funny we're talking about this because I'm. We were talking offline about my master's degree, and I have to write up a paper about you know like our personality traits. Mm -hmm. You know, like I'm. A, I'm an introvert. I can't remember the, the other two letter, the other three letters of that, but um, it lends to my type of personality as far as being technical minded and, you know, analytical. And it's just, um, but with 3d printing, there is a technical part of it, but as my mm -hmm. former boss would say, there's a lot of art to it. Even, even if it's a, like a technical issue, there's a lot of, kind of like art and finesse you have to kind of learn because there's a huge learning curve to 3d printing yeah uh, i was we wanted to dive into that. a couple people in chat already asked they said um you know like what are some of the things that you 3d print and my question was going to be what's your favorite thing that you've printed well <clears throat> hey google turn office lights to daylight there now you'll see my background oh my goodness I 3D print. Well, a lot of it's my get geek stuff, but I print, 3D printed a lot of stuff. Um, let me oh, turn wow. my microphone here. Um, but that kickbox I made and designed. Yeah, I was trying uh, to pull well, up my little my plaque. 
Yeah. The kick I do plaque. know that this is the one who made this kick plaque for me, actually, and the one I have back here on display. But um, yeah, this is this is from Rogue Commander 3D. I won this. Well, Papa won it and then gifted it to me because Papa doesn't stream as much as he'd like to anymore. And uh, I stream on kick. And so Papa was like, give this to Sin. And this is from Rogue Commander 3D. <laughs> And oddly enough, even though it turned out super great, that back one was a mistake print. Yeah. Which is like the whole art thing, because you got to learn which layer to actually pick. And I had it off by one layer, and but it came out super good. I, I like, did. I, like I it think it fits really well, too, because I have a really, really dark room. And because it's not like one of the light boxes, and it's just a plaque that sits there, it, it you're able to still see it, though. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's it's there, and it's it's nice. I, I like it. I'm really happy with it. I love it. I felt so cool when I got a kickback. Um, my my favorite. Are you gonna jump off my desk? Come on. Probably. Here, I'm making a decision for you. There you go. <laughs> uh, I don't know if I have a. There's a lot of things I want to print. That I haven't printed yet. Um, like I said, I like sci-fi. So you know, I got a few ships. I'm into MechWarrior. Grew up on MechWarrior um that mask is actually a test print i did uh because somebody ordered a helmet from me so i oh they can't they can't actually they can't oh. see those because the angle i have here i don't know how easy it is for you to grab it <laughs> i can fix that <laughs> uh. oh there you go Oh, that's cool. I might need to get one of those. And I just, uh, the latest I one might I have just to get made one of those. for Grayson. No. Yes. I made one for Grayson and Iceman. Grayson, and, uh, um, he wasn't at his desk when we did our interview, so we didn't get to see it. But I have seen it. I was, we were, we were chit-chatting. Grayson's one of my good buddies. Um, we were chit-chatting about it. He was showing me it. I was like, dude, that looks so cool. I was like, I love that. <laughs> Yeah, he got his Ice, a little bit late. Which which one of Ices did you do? <clears throat> uh, which one did he? So I don't know if he has. Uh, he has one of mine. Um, well, mm -hmm. he he ordered two kick signs. Mm -hmm. Um, and then we did two light boxes. One of them was "Love Your Face" that he was going to give to somebody. I don't know if he did or not. I didn't actually see him post anything about it, so I don't know. How he felt about this, but um, the other eyes, the other light boxes with his logo and it lights up the white and the blue. Um, yes, yeah, so I was there with him when we were shape. putting it together. We were putting that together actually in his um, in his office. We were we were on video chat. Ice is one of my good friends. We we're going to DreamHack together actually, and yeah. uh, we were putting that together in his stream room to figure out like where to place it and stuff. I was yeah, I thought that was it. sick. I was like, that is so cool. Yeah, it would have been at least. Four or five weeks ago when he got his. Uh mm -hmm. Voltage was another one who got one. Um who's an who's a rap music artist um and a regiment mm -hmm. member. Um yeah, I've only made I've only had four of them and then I have this one and then um like I'm selling these on Etsy and my kick signs. I think we're gonna have to Etsy. get a send one. I think we're gonna have to we're gonna have to talk to each other and I think I'm gonna have to place an order. Speaking of placing orders, I have someone who is interested to eventually place something with you. They want to know um, where would where would we be able? What's the best way to contact you to place an order? Do you have a website to place? Do you have? Do you prefer Twitter DMs? Um. <clears throat> so there's two answers to that. Okay. A secure and the current online option is through Etsy, but I have my own domain. It's uh, RogueCommander3D.store. Okay. Um, I do have quite a bit on there, or I can't say I have quite a bit because Mac has a whole lot more than I do. <laughs> but he does a whole lot more, and he has a graphic design. Yeah, but this is about you. Life. It's fine. We're we're yeah. interested in what you have to offer. <laughs> um, but like custom. So if it's like custom stuff, um, DMs would be better. Like, cause I'll I'll print anything. Um, if it's something that has a license to it, it's better if you can provide me the actual files for it. Um, okay. If it's something I can get that you know, or you're like, hey, find this for me, I can do that. Um, like this helmet, which was uh, a test print that I did, and then I printed out the real one, 
in um, cosplay PLA. So there's an actual company that makes a filament that's just for cosplay, which allows you to sand it and stuff. Oh, um, cool. I printed this just to make sure I can print it with no issues. Yeah. In regular white. And then printed his. Um, which is an odd helmet because it's not like anything recognizable. But Yeah. I can imagine you probably have like a lot of trial and error when you get sent like new projects you haven't done before. Oh, well, I little turd knocked over the box that I had everything in, but um, you should <laughs> see how many uh, iterations of Grayson's logo I had to do for his light box. Yeah, because you yeah. have it where it's actually like the GR and the slashes that are in like yeah. the, the whole logo. Yeah, we placed that logo actually on... Um, on the podcast, on that episode that we did with him, we had that, like, how I have your logo we were talking about. I did that with Grayson's as well. Um, and I, I saw that, the light box, and I was like, man, that had to have been a bitch to print. <laughs> There's so many, like, I... fine details of it because it's not... Some people think that 3D printing is, like, this easy, like, easy little setup or whatever. But I've seen you guys... Like, I've seen the setup. I've seen, like, the process. Like, with Mac, um, when I won keychains in his channel, I've seen, like, the whole setting the files and getting the color codes right way and, you know, figuring out what layers what. Like, you were talking about when you did my plaque and you missed it by just a layer. Um, yeah. I've seen it. There's, there's such an intricate process to it. It's Does it ever get easier? Like, if you do something multiple times, does it get easier for you? <clears throat> oh, yeah. Like, I... Like I've designed all, all the stuff I print mm -hmm. now, like the kickstand stuff I've um I designed and I actually know like what layer I should be doing that. Um I do like a lot of my simple stuff in Tinkercad. So like when I get your guys' logos, I you know, I take them, I convert them over to an actual different format, import mm -hmm. it into CAD, and then I because it's just a flat file at that point, then I can stretch it out to make a you know flat 3D object. Um, I can't really do too much manipulation, but I actually know what the measurement should be. So I can go in there and I, I'm like, okay, I know this needs to be nine millimeters. So I'm in two mile, two meters off the floor. So I pull it up and it should be at the right level. Because mm -hmm. the K is that if you look on your K on your kick sign, the K is actually a higher level than your lettering. Um, oh yeah, let me see if I can show. And it. and that's why also so you can see you like know, this you have, lettering right here, and this is where the K is. Now the difference between that and what Mac does is, mm -hmm. I can only do color changes at a layer level, and okay. I can't I can't select different things to do individually. I have to do it literally at the vertical layer uh, vertical layer level. Mac because okay. he has. The MMUs, the M, they, well, they call them AMS. There's actually programming, so it actually has all the spools preloaded, and it, he can go in there and choose which colors. And yeah. it what it does it will do, and you know, it'll print the certain layers in that black, and then it'll go spit it out, poop it out, we call it, <laughs> clean it, and then swap layers, and go back and then do the next color, um, and just keep doing that. Okay. Me, when I have to do it, I print, you know, the black, and then I have a code in there to pause it and mm -hmm. retract the filament so I can go in there and switch it, and I have to switch mm -hmm. it manually. So I have to pull it all out, write it back up, pull it back in, shoot it, shoot it down the, the nozzle, and okay. make sure it's all, you know, going through, and then resume the print. So it gets a bit, of, bit tedious, but, you know, once you've done it, like couple dozen times it's pretty easy you kind of touch base on this question here but i wanted to see if we can like dive in like just a tad bit more here um jordan yeah. asked do um do you have like a photo of what you're trying to print and then you just like kind of send it to the printer itself and then it just does it or is there you talked about like a program you have to send it through can you talk us a bit through that process and try to explain kind of how it works so with logos, it's different because it's a flat layer. Mm -hmm. So literally, it becomes just, you know, like if you look at your kick sign, I took your logo mm -hmm. and all I did was just add the Z to it. So it has, you know, the backing to it. Mm -hmm. um, and I can kind of resize it, but I can't like change things. So like yeah. with with yours, well, you didn't give me the logo. I actually went in and um, 
I went into a program called Canva, just a quick little photo editor. I could have done it in Photoshop if I wanted to. I did a couple font tests to see which one Papa liked, and uh, we settled yeah, on that font. I remember we tried getting the one that Mac and Stocks had worked on together, but um, I wasn't able to get them through the DMs. And so Papa was like, here, can I just do a new one for you? And I'm like, sure, go for it. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. I did a couple of those and I just saved it to a transparent PNG. Um, I used another web app to convert it to uh, what's called an SVG, uh, which is like a more. Mm -hmm. I, don't know, I don't know how you call it. So it's kind of like a vector file format. Yeah, actually, and, uh, that's actually exactly how you would describe it as more yeah. of a vector format. I just learned yeah. this actually in school. We're on this topic right here is learning the difference between vector images and raster, image, raster images and, and all this stuff. And I had to draw an octopus for class today. It was a lot of fun. If you haven't seen it on Twitter, you should check it out. <laughs> I used to be a professional, so not to sidetrack, but I used to be a professional photographer and I had to self-learn everything. So mm -hmm. um, that's a lot of my stuff because I didn't go to school for any of this. Wow, um, okay. so I just import that in a cat. Now what your, your uh chatter or uh, viewer might have thought I can't take like a picture of you know an orc or something like that and make it in a 3D image. I probably could if I knew how to do it in like Blender or something like that, and I'm mm -hmm. far from um far from those skills. That's something I didn't meaning to sit down and do. I have Blender, I have Fusion. Um, and a bunch of Fusion 360. I just haven't had time to sit down and learn it because I got so much more on my plate. Um, being a system engineer, project lead, and a fiance that's 15 mile, uh, 15 hours ahead of me. Yeah, so, we're yeah. almost at that and point then, too because I want people to hear your story because I just yeah. you know maybe we can put something out there and see what we can do to scrounge up for you. But yes, um, you can do a part two. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, we might we have a lot of people interested in three three D printing. So cool to me, because I was telling Negan yep. before we got started with this, I was really actually looking. I was looking forward to learning more about it, because when I started seeing that three D printing was getting kind of popular, was that you could find like those little pens on you know Amazon, and you could like put the material in the pen, it would heat it up, and it would start like printing the line for you, and like it made it look like you could sit there and just start drawing a three D image. And my brother actually bought one. And my brother actually started creating stuff. He's an he's an ADH kid, like hardcore. And so he hyper fixates on things and he hyper fixated on this and started making stuff left and right. And when I went to go visit them two years ago for my birthday, I come into his his uh his his dining room table, there's like a windowsill, and there's like all these little like weird things just sitting on it. I said, What's all this? And he goes, Ah, don't worry about that. <laughs> it was all like these yeah. little failed experiments, you know. <laughs> Yeah, I don't. I don't like the pens. I, I've seen so much. Like I, I've seen so many of them being like given back to Goodwill and sold on auction sites. I just, I just don't have a steady hand too. So I think it'd just be a cool little part. fun hobby, like a little knickknack that people took yeah. interest in. I think is what it mainly was. Because you see, if you really want like a really, you know, an actual like three D printed um, image or you know, really anything. Because you've made so you've made masks. You've made logo signs. Do you have you? Um... So I've so I've done helmets. I've done light boxes, signs, uh, figurines galore. How um, do the figurines work? Well, those are, are those so more difficult. Sometimes to print they are. I don't I don't make those designs. I get those off of other websites or. I was going to ask. Isn't there like a program yeah. like kind of. Would it be similar to like those who do like prints on like t-shirts and stuff? So like my sister, for instance, who made, she makes my merch. She has like a cricket and she goes ahead and she designs a lot of stuff. Sometimes she'll do it in like the Adobe Illustrator or something and get like, um, she'll draw it out or whatever, but she sends it through to the cricket and the cricket goes ahead and like, you know, um, pulls the image any which way or whatever. And it's like, is there like, and she can find some images too, or like fonts or something, you know, to go ahead and print it, like save the file and like a transparent file and, and get it going. Is that similar with those where it's like obviously not a transparent image, but like a explain no, that? It's, it's not it's not an image at all. It's all 3D models. So okay. 
so no it's people who go like they actually make the actual 3d models so you can go to like sites like uh print like i'm on there um i'm actually a design you know very rudimentary designer but uh, on printables.com cult with an s 3d.com um, there's a lot of these 3d sites that you the people will design things and put them up there um some of the bigger designers like um there's one called fotis f-o-t-i-s um he does a lot of like busts i had a kratos might be in my i think it's in my car um i had a couple months back i did a giveaway for when diablo fork uh came out i did a mm -hmm. bust of um lilith and diablo I printed those out live oh, and cool. gave those away and cultists designed them. I mean, they have so much detail. So it's really just taking, you, you take a, you take your print. So like mm -hmm. whether it's a kick sign or a 3d model, you put it into a program called a slicer. The slicer will go in and calculate and program every line, every turn, every coordinate that it's going to spit out filament mm -hmm. in every layer. And then you save it, and then you just push that file to the printers, and that's how fundamentally it works. Um, you did do a, if I'm not mistaken, didn't you do like a, was it like a a, a headset holder? Or it was like a mask, wasn't it? Didn't you do something like that? Well, though I'm, I haven't done a mask. The only thing I've done is the helmet. Was it a um, helmet? Yeah, it's this one I've... Oh, okay. Never mind. I must yeah. be thinking of something different. Um, I, thought, I thought you did something recently for somebody. I could have sworn you were tagged in it. I could oh, be... Well, um, I have a lot of fever dreams, so it could have been a fever <laughs> dream. I mean, I've 100%. done a few things. Like, I just designed a filament rack, so it's like an actual... Like most filament holders now, mm -hmm. people are designing them to mount on the walls. Um, I don't want... Because it's in my room, I don't want my racks in my front room. On the mm -hmm. walls i have this bench in there and designed an actual retractable like you get these the drawer slides and yeah. mouse to that and i can just pull them out like a drawer and it sits on these rails um i designed that i designed a light box um i've been doing a lot of small stuff for contests so like i designed a uh one of the contests on one of the site is design a ice scraper so i designed okay. a two-sided ice, ice scraper with one oh. side with teeth and one on and had a lot of good feedback on that people are actually using this right now um that's pretty cool but i'm not like selling this design but some people do make things and they sell the design and or they mm -hmm. put licenses where you can't like redistribute that design or or what we call remix it where they make a change to it or adapt adapt it to a different you know look mm -hmm. um so that's what I'm saying. Like, if anybody wants me to print anything for them, they have to either, you know, find, you know, find the file, and then they're literally just paying me for the printing services. Okay. It, it's it's weird how the uh, <laughs> the rules and the licensing works for the 3D print world because it doesn't make sense. Mm hmm. Now. You mentioned uh, briefly, so you have a fiance actually who is in the Philippines, correct? Mm -hmm. Yep. Right. And so you are working on getting her towards coming here because you guys have a wedding in, you said June, was it? Yes. So we met. Okay. Before years come January. Okay. It was actually, uh, we met online literally a day, well, for me, it was the day after New Year's. So January 2nd. For her, it would be the third. Um, mm -hmm. I love time zones. Yeah. And hit it off. But this was also right before COVID really hit. Mm -hmm. And a couple months after that, we, after we met, um, everybody went full lockdown. But, you know, mm -hmm. the Philippines is very much, you know, they went two full years of lockdown. Um, and very hardcore lockdown, too. Um so I didn't get to, um, during that time we were together, I worked, or when I met, I was working at Amazon I had left Amazon and took over a computer repair company and, um, 
we'll just say stuff happened financially, um, economy wise. I ended up having to close that business last year. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they finally came out of lockdown around February last year. And I ended up getting a new job. And you're probably going to get a lot of awes when I explain this part. Um, I told her that I was, you know, we finally were making plans for me to come out there and if I needed to find a job. I got a new job in May. I didn't tell her I got a new job in May. I, so okay. I told her I was still driving Uber because um, I was making secret plans and her parents, her best friend, everybody was in on it. It was like the first ever best kept secret for something like this because usually there you go. They don't, those secrets don't ever last. <laughs> so it was, it was planned for me to be there in July. I told her I was going to be there in August. Um, and the plan was for her best friend to take her to the hotel that I was going to be at eventually for lunch so she can see the hotel. And, you know, I had bought her a dress that she didn't know I bought her the dress. Her friend gave it to her. And she was so oh. she was going to wear the dress and, you know, do the whole. I felt like I was 18 again. Yeah, so I to explain that why I'm flying because obviously there's a time dis- difference and it takes a long time to fly there, um, mm-hmm. 24 hours almost. Um, I told her I have to travel for work, I have to fly to Seattle and then I have to fly to Maryland to you know do some IT stuff. Right, it's like giving a heads up, uh, like, hey, I'm not trying to ignore you all day. I got a lot of stuff going on. But then also you're, like, trying to hide from her, like, mm, shit, she can't know that I'm flying out there. So you got to, like, kind of yeah. play the, okay, got it, got it. So we're we're putting on a facade for her. Okay. Yeah. And Seattle was okay. the first stop. Maryland wasn't a real stop. Um, for my trip, I have to fly from Phoenix to Seattle, to Seattle to South Korea, and then from Korea to the, uh, Manila and Philippines. Okay. Um, so I'm sitting in the airport and I decide I'm going to start taking some video of me being at the airport, me taking off, landing. There you go. You know, it's like you proof know. for it kind of thing of like, oh, yeah. I'm well, that, there, there's, it turns into something. Okay. Um, like I said, with the whole head, 18-year-old me again. Um, so I start building this video and I was like, no, all right, good, goodbye, Phoenix. And Mind you, this is July. Mm-hmm. Top Gun was the hottest movie at the time. So, absolutely. Me the time, guess what the soundtrack was? Danger Zone. Oh, can't, that's cute. Can't, can't do a plane movie. So, like, this this is adding to the coyness of the video. Um, because gotcha. she didn't. You know, she she thinks it's just a normal video, but so I fly and then I take off from Seattle. And I say goodbye Seattle, and then the next video is me landing in Korea. And the sub the this is all one video, by the way, that I made for you know with different segments. Mm-hmm. And it says, Well, hello, Mar- Marilyn. Wait, there's a problem, says the caption. And it's showing Korea a whole line of Korean air airplanes on the tarmac. Oh, and I'm like, you know, I was like, a key, you know, hey, hint, hint. And then I go into this thing and I start playing our music and I say, Well, I I did get a job, this is what it is, and you know, you know, to explain, but she doesn't have the video at this point. This is just what I'm doing at that. Right, point. right, yeah, yeah. So I continue and I take off and I land in Manila. And at this point, so once I land, her friend's supposed to be taking her to the hotel. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm supposed to be rushing there from the airport. So I get there and apparently she's already in the uh, restaurant with um, her best friend. I didn't know that they were there already. But I get checked in and I'm like, and what's what I'm surprised they didn't see me because the front lobby and then the restaurant's right there. And so they had full view to see me, but I'm wearing a black hoodie, black pants. Right. Um, but she's not actively looking for you either. Yeah. So it's a little bit easier to kind of, you know, sneak on through because she's not, Oh, he's going to be here. She's not like looking, you know? Yeah. But yeah. it's an open, open wall restaurant. So she could like literally maybe a hundred feet away. So I get up there, change, and I had the hotel get flowers and wine. So I come down with the flowers and I send the video. She watches the video. She doesn't really pay attention to it. She doesn't have sound on. And I ask her, I text her best friend, did she watch the video? Like, yes, yeah, yeah, she watched the video. Mm-hmm. Did she have the sound on? No. I'm like, okay, tell her to watch it again with the sound on. 
and she's thinking it's just a video of me flying to work. So that's why she mm -hmm. does not pay attention to it, which kind of hurt. Like, I'm not going to watch a video I send you. <laughs> I do that to um, Negan all the time. <laughs> yeah. So she's like, she starts re watching it and she's listening and then she finally cues the music. And um, she's like, wait a second. Well, I, don't, I don't understand. She's he's flying for work. So I'm like, okay, what's going on? I'm like, do you want me to just walk, come in? It's like, yeah, come in. So I walk up straight up to her and she looks up and and then, you know, you can expect what, you know, the tears and the happiness. And I'm 5'10". She's 5'2". <laughs> Short and girls even, unite. She, and she's even also on a raised floor. <laughs> so, yeah. And I'm, a, I'm not a small guy. I'm a big guy. So literally, I'm like, you know, the whole Chris Tucker and Russia are like, man, I'm bigger than all of you guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that was my first trip there. And then last year I went out there, or earlier this year I went out there again for, um, she has a daughter, and our daughter mm -hmm. was like eight months old when I met her online. Mm -hmm. So she knows me as Papa Sean. Um, mm -hmm. And I went out there for her for fourth birthday in April. So, um and I taught her Pikachu. So every time she sees me, she goes, Pikachu. So I oh, it's so cute. It. I love that. And she's addicted to Legos now because I introduced her to Legos against her yeah. mom. That's like you the know. perfect age for it, too. I have a five, yeah. se almost seven, and a recently nine year old. She's turned nine uh, on the sixth. And uh, they're yeah. all like really into Legos. The boys love Pokemon, Transformers, too. I don't know if she's into Transformers yeah. yet, but just be on the lookout. It might happen. <laughs> well i mean they, they don't have a whole lot of that stuff over there too so like their tv shows are a whole lot different she doesn't really know what pokemon are she oh, okay. just knows what pikachu is she kind of knows what some of the other ones are but she's learning like she's yeah. got the legos which is three you know just you know just mm -hmm. over three and a half which was christmas last year um her mom didn't want to because she was afraid she's gonna eat them or stick them like she's almost four she can handle legos <laughs> Uh, like, I want to build her a bunk bed. And she's like, no, she's too young to be on the top of the bunk bed. I'm like, babe, she's climbing on the bunk bed and sleeping up there on her naps anyways. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. mile argument, or 7,000 mile argument. So we're trying to get off. here. You you took time off because you you had a lot of stuff going on or whatever. But your goal has been you're trying to go ahead and, and you know, sell some of your work and stuff, too. And in the streaming, you're trying to earn, like, this extra income so you can go ahead and get them... The goal is try to get them here in April, right? Well, so I had to be there first before we can get our visa started. So when I went out there the first time, mm -hmm. that allowed me to get the application. I got the application put in October last year. And okay. the application is processed out of California. And they said it would take 14 and a half months to process the application. So from October, mm -hmm. they said 14 and a half months. When December came around, they said it will take... 15 and a half months. So we've been waiting and they actually approved the application a week before the one year mark. At that point, we had to wait, then wait for um, our visa, national visa center ID number, which took about a month. Mm -hmm. um, now she's ready to go to the constant interview, but we're waiting on another form that takes two to three months. And we're right now just past a two month mark on that. So we're anxiously waiting for that form. Um, then, then she can go to the interview and do the medical interview, which will then allow her to get her visa. Mm -hmm. And then, um, I, we're saying April because Stacy's in pre-K, um, charter school right now. So I'm like, I will, for how much I would love for them to be here as soon as possible. She needs to finish her first year of school. Yeah. Um, so she has a transcript and stuff. Cause she's not, I'm not going to have her go to public school here. Um, she's mm, going to okay. go to, you know, there's many private, reasons, but I want her to go to ben, uh, public, uh, public charter. Public char um, okay. There's a school, school here called American Leadership Academy. So she's going to go there or, or one of the other ones. Um, just because she's bilingual, she, you know, she kind of speaks both Tag Tagalog and English interchangeably. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I want her to be able you know, learn English properly. And, you know, she's also ahead of the game as far as, you know, school, because you know, yeah. she's pre-K. She probably knows how, she knows how to do stuff that first graders are just now learning. So she's very smart. Hey, oh, that's so cool. And then you guys also have a wedding planned. 
right? Yeah. And the wedding is in, is it June or July? Uh, I know I just said it. June. So we're setting on June 12th. Okay. Um, and I already got people asking me if I'm a stream. I'm like, no, I wish I could because it's going to be in the woods. So there's not going to be a cell signal. So oh. we're getting married off of, off of a lake. It's going to be a small wedding. And then we're going to go down and have the reception um, at a casino restaurant, just a small reception. Um, yeah. And out of most, most people, like most women I've been with, she's very simple. She doesn't want like a big whole thing. She doesn't want like a yeah. lot of ring or any of that stuff. And even though I'm like, Oh, babe, I really want to get you a nice ring. It's like, no, babe, just keep simple. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that's what, very, I, that's what I'm telling Megan too. I want, I want a simple, a simple little intimate wedding. Us, our kids, maybe our parents, maybe our siblings, because we both come. He comes from a family of eight kids, and I'm from a family of seven kids. Um, so we we both want something small and simple and. And honeymoon wise, I mean, that's, I don't want a large reception. I want to save any amount of gifts or money that we get for the wedding. I want to save that for the honeymoon. I want to travel. Yeah. That's what I want to do. Well, <laughs> or go gamble. Well, I don't know. <laughs> for us, it's a bit hard. Like, we're tr her, she has an aunt that lives in California and, and another one that lives in Canada. They're both coming down. The aunt in California is trying to see if we can get visas for her mom and dad to be there. And then, um, you know, it's gonna be about thirty people. Um, but and I only got two yeah. brothers and their their wives or girlfriends and kids. So, and then my best man lives on the East Coast, and I've known him since high school, and hopefully he'll be all make it, be my best man. So it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a really nice wedding, but we're not like doing a big elaborate setup at the lake. You know, yeah. Most because it's National Forest Service, so you can't really do it, you know, big elaborate mm -hmm. things at uh, National Forest. Um, so it's just going to be like, you know, 30 chairs, you know, hiring the um, the officiant. Um, I have her go check in at the casino and, you know, her and the bridesmaids, everybody get ready. And then I drive up and it's like an hour and a half drive or more from here to up north. So okay. it's going to be and then another 45 minutes from the casino to the lake. So, <laughs> Hey, it's your big day. You might as well make the most out of it. You know, fuck it. We, we chose the lake because, you know, here in Arizona in June, it's going to be 106 degrees approximately um, up on up there by the lake. It's higher elevations, about 7,000 elevations. So it's supposed to be about 85, 86 so I didn't want to have, you know, a hot summer wedding. Yeah, no, nobody wants a hot yeah. summer wedding. Not even yeah. Satan himself wants a hot summer wedding. Okay, nobody does. <laughs> That's a lot of clothes, a lot of makeup, a lot of moving, and a lot yeah. of heat. No, thank you. Unless we're getting married in the nude. No, thank you. <laughs> and having been a photographer and done summer weddings, yeah, no. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Well, what I mean, can we expect to here. see? What was that? Yeah. I say at least it's dry here and not humid. So that's that's true. That's true. I'm from the Midwest. It's nothing but humidity. So yeah, I prefer Floridian uh, humid humidity over Midwestern humidity. One hundred percent. I'll take the dry. I'll take 118 dry over 100 degrees and 100 percent. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and Philippines is like 100 percent humidity, but it's like 91, and it's it's like fine for me. Yeah. But once it's over 100. I'm done. <laughs> well, what can we expect to see from you and your content on both your channels here? Um, so right now on my gaming channel, I'm kind of stepped away. I, I was actually thinking about starting streaming again because of this podcast. Um, yeah. But I'm also waiting for a kind of like a production rebrand from Get Rec Labs. I'm actually paying Get Rec Labs. Um, I wish I could promote them, but I don't have a link for them. <laughs> um, they don't have that program. But they're really like a very high-end uh, design studio. Yeah. Um, but the problem problem is we're waiting on Kick to release their their API, their code, um, so I can do the things. And we're actually doing things that no other design artist studio has done before. And because I like sci-fi, and if anybody's ever seen my streams before, I have a full like kind of like a starship type production. Mm -hmm. You know, my community's called the Streamship and the crew of the Streamship Andromeda. So. Um, oh, cute. I have a bridge and everything. 
Um, so that that's on hold for right now. Possibly, I'm, I may stream again soon. Um, the 3D channel was supposed to be up two weeks ago, and then this last weekend. <laughs> I was hoping it was going to be up this weekend. Um, I'm hoping by this next weekend, as I get some money coming in from financial aid, that I can buy a, a new camera. Assuming my pies aren't dead, it'll be up hopefully soon. Okay. Um, or I might have to go back to my old way of doing it. And I really don't want to go back to my old way of um, All right. using these cameras. But yeah, and now it looks mentioned... cool. Like I, I, I spent like three hours on the new design and it looks really cool. So I'm excited to see it. Now you mentioned about how to order through you. You said you have your own Etsy shop. You want to go ahead and yep. plug that that um, that website again for us? It's a uh, Rogue Commander. Th- well, I'm going to be making a new website, but it's going to be probably the same domain. Uh, Rogue Commander 3D dot store, okay. or you can just find Rogue Commander 3D on Etsy. Um, okay. It all just goes to Etsy, anyways, but it's my own domain name. Yeah, easier and, to find. Or, or you can DM me on Rogue Commander 3D on Twitter, or you can DM me on my primary one. But I try to keep all the 3D stuff on the 3D channel because yeah. I hate having to switch back between both. Um, you can also email me at Rogue Commander 3D at Gmail. Um, but I think Twitter is probably the easier option of all. Twitter is pretty easy to get a hold of you. Yeah, I can yep. confirm. <laughs> um, I mean, if it's something that I have listed on there on Etsy, like a kick sign and stuff like that, that's pretty easy to do. You just go through it and he helps me out because I can do my shipping right through there. Mm-hmm. Um, if it's something custom, we I can probably do it through Etsy or just DM me and I can, we'll come up to an arrangement and do the payment through PayPal or stuff like that. Um, okay. Yep. Right on. Well, did you have any questions for me or my community or the podcast or anything before we go ahead and we tie things up here? Uh, I think <laughs> I've been switching back and forth between your streaming and like. It's totally fine if would... you. It's totally fine if you don't have any questions. I just asked that because one time I didn't, and somebody had like a list of questions, and I was like, "Oh my bad, I should probably start asking that." <laughs> well. Um, no, I don't have any questions unless anybody has anybody. Blah, 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 blah. If mm-hmm. anybody has a desire to have something printed, um, or wants to see a certain thing printed, let me know. Um, okay. I didn't get to, I didn't get to go into like all like I was explaining how all my printers are different. Um, but I do I can they they have their strengths in different areas, so I can do a lot of different type of prints. Um, okay. Well, I'm gonna do anything, but there's some that can just do better of uh, one thing, and I got some really interesting printers. Like I even got one that has a conveyor belt, so I can just print. Like if I can do keychains right now, which I plan on doing different ones from Mac, um, I can actually just do it on a conveyor line, just print it like that, or I can do big, huge prints on a conveyor line. So okay, um, I do have cool things. I do have one question here last for you. Um, Jordan again asks, um, do you have like a set price on like how much a like a custom like name sign would be? Uh, like the kick, the kick one or. Um, um, I think she's looking more for like a decoration, like in her room kind of thing. She's not a streamer. She's not even a gamer. Uh, that that's a loaded question. Then we have to talk about um, size. Probably like because- a. Probably like a sliding um, scale kind of thing. It's gonna be like a case by case scenario, like DM you. Yeah, if it's if it's come a completely custom thing that I don't already have mm-hmm. made and a design for, then yeah, that'll be a best for a DM because okay, um, especially about the size because like my print my my biggest print bed is literally a foot, okay, um, twelve inch by twelve inch, so I can only print so much on that bed. But if it's like multiple pieces, we can go that route. Okay, um, I'm actually and working also, on a also- couple. She is my personal friend too. Um, she, we have a really, we have a strange dynamic of relationship. We're gonna have to do a podcast on it, um, but I will send her your information so she can DM you directly. I just got her on Twitter, so she'll, she'll I'll send her it so she can go ahead and message you. Yeah. Yeah, I, I got I got a lot of things in the pipe that I'm trying to design. Um, yeah. I think the one of the biggest ones I'm designing is actually an LED kick sign, like mm-hmm. literally. Each letter is a foot tall. Okay. So That's pretty cool. Individual letters and the LED strands are going to route through that. Um, I actually have it all printed out. It's just, it's 
it's going to take a lot to put together. But it's kind of it's going to be like kind of like that small one, but yeah, neon, but just neon bigger sign style. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you being on the podcast today. I had a lot of fun learning more about you. Some stuff I kind of already knew. Some stuff I didn't know. It was interesting learning about the three D, uh, the three D world. Um, yeah. I did start doing a new thing. Actually, is um, my guest. If you have somebody in particular that may be online that you would like to host, I would be happy to go ahead and bring this party on over um, to anybody of your choosing. Do you have anybody that's online right now? Talking to me or talking to your to you. I said my guest. My guest gets to go ahead and choose. <laughs> well, uh, you already know my... Actually, yes. He's online. Okay. Um, and this was actually one of my suggestions for maybe our next podcast interview. Okay. Um, uh, his name is Obi-Wan, Obi-Wan Cannoli. I don't know. Can you uh, type so... that in my chat real quick for me? Yep. I'm going to copy it, and we'll go ahead and we'll host him on over. Absolutely. Um, he's actually a veteran. Okay. So he's a really cool dude. Um, his link is in chat now. Perfect. Okay, we'll go ahead and we'll get this going. Um, and before we leave, I just, like I said, I want to say thank you for um, coming in, hanging out with us. I really appreciate it. And uh, guys, gals, they, thems, if you're interested, head up Rogue Commander 3D on Twitter or go to his Etsy page, which is RogueCommander3D.store. Correct? Yep. Perfect. And uh, yeah, thank you. Thank you for being a part of today's episode of Sundays with Sin. I really appreciate the honor. And uh, chat, if you just hang tight, we're going to go ahead and read his buddy over here. Um, give me just a moment to set this up. I'm still getting used to this. I'm still I'm still working on this. So, <laughs> all right, everybody. Well, uh, thank you for tuning in, and uh, I will see you guys on next week's episode. Bye.